<laughs> Good morning. Seven minutes after ten o'clock, Brian has got me going down this down this road. He he, he subscribed to some um, dad joke website, and uh, he, he was throwing out all kinds of horrible jokes at at, at me. And <laughs> not today. I did that on Friday. Yeah, yeah. So then I. But you uh, liked them so much, you joined. Dad no, I, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> join. But but somebody did send me another one. Um, have you heard of Murphy's Law? Uh, yes. Uh -huh. And you know what it is? Yep. What is it? Uh, it's basically things that happen. If something can go wrong? It does go wrong, yeah. All right. Are you familiar with Cole's Law? No, I'm not. No? It's thinly sliced cabbage. <laughs> Cole's Law. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be... <laughs> it's right up your alley. Yeah. You, you like my Dubai yeah, joke. joke. So, you like my Dubai joke so much that you had to go out and visit... Dadsjokes.com, right? I did not go to dadsjokes.com. Well, somewhere. <laughs> You've been getting a lot of them lately. Well, I, I think since you, since I had you tell one of your horrible jokes on the radio, people have been sending me these horrible I jokes. I actually didn't ever tell the joke on the radio. I told you in your ear. No, but I had you repeat that one joke about, I think, the dog. I don't remember. It's because you're getting old. That's true, yeah. That's true, yeah. The, the, he was telling us about his neighbor's dog could, what, fetch from a mile away? Oh, yes. Could retrieve uh, some. Uh -huh. uh, and then you said uh, that was far-fetched. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. See, it's not even funny to you, but you, you did it to me. You, you told me. Did All you right. know that people in Dubai don't like the Flintstones? I just found that out the other day. No kidding. Yeah, but the people in Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> You see what I have to put up with? <laughs> That's your joke. Yes. <laughs> if you got a stupid dad joke, uh, go to GaryNolan.com and send it to me so I can get even with Hanson. Because he's subscribing to these, and he has them almost every day. Um, let me go from a fun topic like that, Brian, to the death penalty. <laughs> oh, God. Those what are a close. segue. Yeah, that's close, isn't it? Yeah. Apparently... Um, in Alabama, they're going to use nitrogen hypoxia as a way to um, execute criminals. The governor uh, signed the death warrant for one Kenneth Smith. And apparently, uh, Mr. Smith has been on uh, death row for decades. And they've decided that this is what they're going to put. They're going to strap him down to a table, put this mask over his uh, face, and uh, make him inhale nitrogen. And I don't know how that... Uh, I, I'm, I'm not an expert on this. Uh, I'm not even in favor of the death penalty. But I'm thinking if I were going to be executed, this would be the way I'd want to go. Because I think what happens is you just go to sleep. And yeah, you, pretty much. And you don't wake up. Kind of like carbon monoxide. Yeah, you don't even realize you're dying. I never uh, understood the big fight over, oh, we can't execute him with this because, you know, this is a, you know, medicine that could cause him to have seizures. And it's like, well, find something else. If you're insisting on putting the guy to death, why is it so difficult? Well, apparently they have in Alabama. 
and his attorneys are upset. They're thinking this is a, a, a terrible idea. And uh, what's interesting is this is this is the way they want to use uh, this is what they want to do for euthanasia. The anti-death penalty advocates are objecting to the use of nitrogen gas, even though it's currently being considered as a use uh, for use as a method of euthanasia. Dr. Philip Nitschke is a euthanasia advocate. And he announced in August that he's seeking to use the suicide device that he invented, uh, which uses nitrogen hypoxia as a method of inducing death. Now, again, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the death penalty. Uh, and I've explained this on the year before. God will punish. Uh, if there is someone that uh, you can't have uh, on the streets, leave them in prison forever. Let God take care of them. But if you're going to execute somebody, I would think this would be better than the method that they were using with the needles and everything. This, they just, you know, pop it over your face and you think, you you know, your body thinks it's breathing air and it's, uh, I guess you just slowly slip away. And they would leave it on for like 15 minutes or until five minutes after the EKG uh, records a flat line. Can you imagine what it would be like to be strapped to that table and listening to that thing beep, beep? I don't know. Uh, it, it doesn't beep. 874-9390, toll free, 800-529-5572 or GaryNolan.com. Gene, good morning. Morning, Gary. How are you today? I am well, thank you. I didn't call the d- debate the death penalty. I am in favor of it in certain situations. But, uh, you know, I was just thinking, uh, we have this fentanyl problem in the United States. We kill about 100,000 people a year with it. Everybody seems to love the stuff, and it's cheap. I don't understand what the big problem is. Why don't we just give them a nice shot of fentanyl? They'll be happy when they go out, feeling good, and uh, it's over. <laughs> They'll be happily dead. Yeah, I mean, everybody likes fentanyl, apparently, because uh, it's just a matter of getting the right dose. So it only takes a little extra, and, uh, and you're gone. So problem yeah. solved. That's one way to go. All right, Gene, thank you. <laughs> Glad to... How bad are we that we are now discussing different ways to kill one another? <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, Joe said, uh, I had a date with a girl at the gym, but she stood me up. We're not going to work out. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Uh, <laughs> let's see, not a joke necessarily, but advice from dad to son. Don't sweat the petty stuff and don't pet the sweaty stuff. All right, Doug, that's uh, interesting. This morning I saw a burglar breaking into his own house. He was working from home. Oh, Brian, I hope you're taking notes. Uh, why did the chicken cross the playground? To get to the other slide. Uh-huh. Uh, these, are, these are perfect for you. <laughs> they got your number. Yeah, nobody even has to subscribe. Brian, a fan of dad jokes. Uh, you know, it's getting hard to segue back and forth between the death penalty and the, and the dad jokes. We've got to pick one or the other. Chris, good morning. Which one do I get? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's typical radio segue, too, isn't it? Hey, so much for the jokes. Let's talk about the death penalty. Yeah. Uh, the answer to Brian's question on why can't they just pick something is because no matter what you pick, the anti-death penalty people will be all over it. I've said for years, why don't we use the same system that your local vet puts your dog to sleep with? 
Have you everybody ever heard anybody claiming that the dog is suffering and he's he's in pain and it's causing? No, we want to do something nice and humane, and we do that. So if it works for the dog, it surely would work for the person, but they're going to object to it. It's the same as the. I always go back to these people who will tell you it's much cheaper to put somebody in life in prison for life because all the appeals and this and that and all cost way more. But those are the people that are making all the appeals and, and causing all this problem to start with. They've created their own reality. But there's no good answer for them ever, Gary. And I'm like, why don't we just do a hospital anesthesiologist, you know? They, they put you to sleep real nice, and then while you're out, we'll do whatever you got to do, but won't make them happy. Well, I'm, I'm more in favor of just letting the bad guys who can't be released into society uh, rot in jail and let God punish them. Well, I get that, but then again, I really don't like paying for them and to find out someday we're going to be, uh, you know, putting fake boobs on them and giving trans... Well, I don't think we because, should be doing that either. Well, I, I agree, and I think if you're on death row and you got uh, stage four cancer, we'll give you plenty of painkillers, but we're not going to try to cure you because the obvious, you know? But yeah. uh, we live in a weird world, I'm telling you. Yeah, we do. Chris, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 874-9390. 800-529-5572 or 874-939. I did that one. Uh, let me go to uh, uh, GaryNolan.com. Uh, we've got all kinds of really bad jokes coming in. I'm trying to overwhelm Hanson because he's been giving me these dad jokes. Hey, did you know a loan at a bank can take 30 years to pay? But if you rob a bank, you're out in 10 years. If you need more financial advice, I can uh, assist you. Why don't we play building and loan? That's where you get out of the building and leave me alone. Quick break. We'll be back. Dad jokes on the horizon. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. Going back and forth between the death penalty and dad jokes just doesn't work. Uh, it's 20 minutes after 10 o'clock, so I'll go with a couple of dad jokes. If you've got one, send it GaryNolan.com. We'll get it on the air. And uh, if you uh, if you want, you can just call up and, and tell it on the air. Brian will, Brian will field those calls. Uh, JR said, um, in the past 100 years, the dry erase board has to be the most remarkable. Remarkable? Dry erase, eraser uh, chalkboard. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, Dale, I didn't get yours. I ran it past Brian. He didn't get it either. Just in case somebody else gets it, it says, uh, my wife said she couldn't take my inability to understand directions any longer. So she write me. I... Don't get it. Uh, I can't. Uh, I can't figure that one out. And you, and you didn't get it either, Ryan. No, uh, not alone. Okay. Uh, all right. If you got a dad joke, send it. We'd love to hear it. In the meantime, Christmas. I hate to say this. It's coming. Thanksgiving is up. I have actually made the arrangements for our Christmas dinner at CC's. By the way. Um, and that will be on December, what, 16th, I think? That's a Saturday. Let me hold on a second. Let me, uh, December 16th is a Saturday, yes. All right, so that, that's when it'll be, December 16th at uh, CC City Broiler. But I will give you details. Now, we've already got our speaker lined up. We've actually uh, taken care of the airfare. Uh, the speaker is coming in from out of town. And it will be fun. All right. So details will be forthcoming. But speaking of Christmas, inflation, Christmas gifts, giving, is it going to affect your plans this year? 
Uh, there's a story uh, at CNS News. I'll, I'll go over that with you in just a minute. Find out if it's going to affect your plans. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to go... Oh, boy. Uh, it's the wrong end of the button here. I got Rick first. Rick, welcome. Dad joke? Hey. No, I'm actually doing the one that you all couldn't get. So the, the guy had an inability to follow directions, so his wife write him. Well, she didn't... It's not that she left him. She write him. Got it all backwards. It is. I mean, it's kind of corny, but I mean, that's a bad joke for you. So I, I got it, though. It took me a second. <laughs> all right. You're better than us, Rick. Thank you, buddy. There you go. Take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, she write me instead of left me because of my inability to understand directions. Yeah, thank you. We just we just got that now. We're yeah. a little slow. Yeah, a little slow on the uptake. Um, <laughs> I still didn't like it. It just didn't do it. Just didn't do it. Um, and so I, um, I have yet to start shopping for Christmas. I'm not the kind of guy that does that in advance. My wife, however, has already started buying Christmas gifts. And she allegedly, one of mine has already arrived at the house. Uh, and I, I somehow, I didn't open that box. It somehow I, I, I try to find out in advance what she's getting me, but I have no idea this year. But inflation is um, making it, well, not appealing to buy a lot of gifts this year. Half, 50% of all Americans say that uh, they are not going to buy as many gifts because of inflation. This was a uh, survey uh, that was conducted by WalletHub. One in three, a little over a, a third, actually 34%, say they're foregoing gifts this year because of inflation. Uh, more than one in four, 28%, say they'll spend less than last year. I bet they won't. I bet they'll end up spending more but getting less. What's more... Uh, 24% say they still haven't paid off all their holiday debt from last year. And half don't expect to pay off this year's credit card charges on time. In fact, one in five, 20%, plan to apply for a new credit card so they can charge this year's holiday expenses. That means that, Brian, roughly 20% of the country are operating the way the federal government does. Yes, they can't afford it, so they'll just borrow more. You know, I was thinking uh, this year, I think I'm going to send Boone County a Christmas gift, cash, for just the pleasure of owning my, my two cars that I have. You know, How just, nice of you. I know. I thought maybe I'd do it sometime, I don't know, before the end of the year. Actually, Just out of, you know, goodwill. Yeah, right around Christmas time. Yeah. Send them money that you could be using to... Get my family? Oh no, I wouldn't. Yeah, buy no, my you want to do that? Yeah, no, but no. Boone County. Just, yeah, just yeah. Pay the rent on your car. Yeah. How what do you think? Stupid that is. That's, <laughs> God, that is just irritating. Every damned year, and it gets higher while the car is really depreciating. <laughs> the more you use it, the more expensive it is yeah. to rent from the county. Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? You do well. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, but we'll keep doing it because, well, we can't imagine how any other state... Yeah, what would we do without it? We have to have this. There's well, no other way to collect taxes. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
Look at uh, Pennsylvania and Ohio and Texas. Oh, what do they know? We're the show-me state. Yeah, but but they, they've got all kinds of public schools, too, and they don't have this personal property tax. <laughs> How do they survive without it? Uh, so more than half of the people, 56% of the 2023 uh, holiday shoppers, won't be able to buy as many gifts as they'd like this year due to inflation. A third say that uh, when they do, they'll buy less expensive gifts, according to this uh, Nerd Wallet survey. So it's pretty clear that people are not going to spend like they would were it not for inflation. Anybody making plans to cut back? Bureau of Labor Statistics show the cost of traditional holiday food items uh, like treats and turkey dinners is already higher than it was a year ago. Cookies up over 6%, uh, sugar and sugar substitutes 7 plus, candy and chewing gum 7 and Wait a minute, chewing gum? Brian, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> I didn't know you could get I wouldn't cur- spend that much money. I, well, I didn't know you could get chewing gum for a Christmas gift. That's what <laughs> I'm giving you. Uh, just because it's, it's, it's affordable. Poultry and turkey up 7%. Sauces and gravy, 7%. Bread is up 6%. Crackers, bread and cracker products up 7%. It, it sounds like it's going to be a meager, meager Christmas. We'll see what people do, but this inflation is is really uh, it's really killing me. Uh, dad joke: My family just found out that my grandfather has an addiction to Viagra. No one's taking it harder than grandmother. Oh my God! Mm. Did I read that out, oh, boy? <laughs> uh, let's see. Dear Math, grow up and solve your own problems. Okay. Um, Did you hear the news about euthanasia? I did too. They're usually between 5 and 12 years old. These are terrible dad jokes, people. They are very bad. Why did the stenographer break into the school music room? She wanted to take notes. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Well, let let me get Brent. I'm sure Brent will have a good one. Uh, Brent, dad joke. The real tall guy went to bed, but he couldn't sleep long enough. <laughs> and the other one, <laughs> the teacher told the student, take a seat. So he picked up the chair and left the room. Now, do you tell these to your kids? <laughs> well, though they, last year they got me this little square calendar on every day. It has dad joke on it. So you must be telling them dad jokes all their lives. All the time. Oh. <laughs> well, hey, the other day I felt like royalty at the dentist office. They put crowns on my teeth. Bum bum. <laughs> okay, Brent, don't ever ever call back with another joke. <laughs> well, I'm talking to one. <laughs> oh, don't talk to Brian like that. <laughs> Thanks, Brent. Take care, buddy. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show. All right, that was just a little fun. Kind of a fun segment because I get tired of all the bad news. Uh, All right, so the actor strike is, uh, I guess it's about over or over now, and so TV shows are coming back. A lot of us have found alternatives to watch. I told you earlier that I was on YouTube 
just looking up at, at documentaries and things like that, and, and literally, it was just it was a great alternative. What are you watching now? Give me a call. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 1035. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Um, TV, there's... Uh, there have been strike after strike, uh, and and so there are not a lot of new TV shows coming out. There are a couple of shows that that I've seen. Um, nothing really exciting me. Nothing is really good. I, that's why I started watching regular YouTube. Uh, uh, just YouTube. I got a smart TV. Not YouTube TV, just YouTube. Um, and I've found all kinds of things, uh, of topics of interest. And the commercials are much shorter. Uh, they're almost never even 30 seconds long. Usually they're 15 seconds. And so I've, I've been on a roll. I have been watching Ayn Rand and, and uh, things from Cato and j- just all kinds of great topics. Uh, if you're into cars, man, there are a ton of great uh, shows on, you know, modifying cars or Rebuilding them and all kinds of just all kinds. It's, it's uh, for me. It was it's a lot of fun. But have you found any new TV shows that you really really like? Cindy sent me a message. She's watching something called Damages. I haven't heard of the program, so I don't know what it's about. Uh, but if you've got a suggestion or a tip, send me a message at GaryNolan.com or give us a call and let us know. I started watching a, 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 t- a medical show called Transplant. And it's fair. It's not great. And then there's this uh, Irrational. Have you seen that one, Brian? Irrational? I have not. Nope. It's a professor who says there's kind of a logic to irrational thinking. And when there's a crime committed, uh, the FBI contacts him and he uses his knowledge of psychology and, and the irrational and solves these crimes. I watched uh, the first few episodes and then the last episode that I saw was one of those uh, blacks are unfairly treated, blah, blah, blah. And I, it was like, nah, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't make myself watch it. It just, just didn't do the trick for me. But I found um, a show called Mallorca a couple of detectives. If you can get through that uh, mild British accent, uh, it's entertaining. It's just plain old good guys versus the bad guys kind of thing. So that's something you might look into. Then um, there's a detective show that I've been uh, that I got hooked on last year, and I don't know. It just it really. Uh, really got me hooked, and, and Gwen, too. And so we've been watching it. It's on uh, Freebie TV. If you get that somewhere, Freebie, you can watch, uh, watch Bosch. And then um, there's a, a, a new episode coming out every Friday. Uh, it's a great... It's a Bosch Legacy is the new version. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's a great show. Uh, Morel, welcome. You got a show? Uh, yeah, well, hi, uh, Gary. How you doing this morning? I am well, thank you. Okay, good. You know, I, I'm glad you mentioned YouTube. I cannot st- 
stopped watching, uh, you know, all the episodes of uh, you know, William Buckley and Firing Line. Now, uh, especially these uh, debates uh, he had uh, hosted by or uh, moderated by uh, Michael Tinsley. Uh, but see, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of uh, listeners here, you know, are still Trump uh, fans. But if you look at those, uh, how Trump performed in the debates, and you compare that with past presidents' debates and with the civility and you know, sharp wit, but yet civility in which these uh, firing line debates were held, I'm telling you, uh, we're, we're going, I, I think people would be hungry, hungry again for that, that type of civility. Yeah, it would be nice if, if there was that kind of civility. Uh, but, but even... You you know, when I was a dying-old Democrat, and you know, I, I still don't, don't really consider myself a Republican. But I mean, I just couldn't understand William Buckley. But I was just blind. This guy, uh, agree with him or not, he, 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 he was so personable, really, even with his sharp wit. And, and, and my gosh, he was really a mainstay in journalism and in politics. And, and I just miss him so much. Yeah, he, he was pretty bright. Um, yeah. And, uh, and and he was entertaining. All right. Uh, yeah, Morrell, thank okay. you. Yeah. Gl glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Big cities are in tumult. They are just riddled with crime. And, well, John Stossel looked into this. And I let me see if I've got enough time... Uh, to accomplish this. I think I do. Yeah, I do. Um, so he did a piece on this and, and uh, we're going to we're going to play that. Liberals have destroyed big cities. They have made them uninhabitable. What, what are they doing to make them? And, and if you're listening in Springfield or Columbia or even Jeff, this is what this is where we're headed. This is this is the problem with Democrats and liberals in big cities. We'll be more aggressive and less tolerant of all the bullshit Whoa. that has destroyed our. Oops, we started that in the wrong place. Here we go. Chop shops, uh, drug trafficking, the garbage rats. San Francisco has become San Francisco. The town I love is sick, John. Michael Schellenberger says his ideas wrecked his town. I moved out to San Francisco when I was a young radical to work on political causes. And while I still support a lot of that work, it just went too far. Brazen thieves emptied out the Louis Vuitton store in Union Square. Right now, John, you can go into a drugstore and steal $950 worth of items, and nobody will do anything. They won't enforce the law against you. Join me. That happened because San Francisco's politicians had a noble idea. Join us in rejecting the notion that to be free, we must cage others. California passed something called Proposition 47. It eliminated penalties for many crimes. Instead of investing in prisons, Proposition 47 will divert $1 billion to K-12 education, mental health, and drug treatment programs. America does lock up a higher percentage of our people, disproportionately black people, than any other country. Prop 47 getting a lot of support from a lot of celebrities. Jay-Z at one of his concerts talking about the importance of Prop 47. The jails are overcrowded. People don't get better being in jail. A lot of the people who steal maybe just needed the stuff. 
the state made a decision. We're not going to lock you up. None of us want mass incarceration, but that was a recipe for disaster. Knowing they won't be jailed, thieves steal right in front of security guards. In addition, San Francisco's filled with little tent cities where drug users light up in public, confident no one will interfere. Cheryl Mott, she says she's been on the streets of San Francisco because of how easy it is for her to buy and use drugs here. But even she wants the city to do something. In my opinion, they need to crack down down here. You smoke a crack every day, you say? For 12 years, out here. Yeah, because it's more lenient out here. I'm from San Jose. If I went to San Jose to this, I'd be in jail. Other cities do treat people like her differently. They don't let people use drugs in public, and they built sufficient homeless shelters. Bizarrely, some San Francisco activists argue against shelters, saying everybody has the right to their own apartment, but that's completely crazy because it costs $750,000 to build a single unit apartment in San Francisco. I once reported that San Francisco's regulation increased homelessness by limiting the size of buildings. My video said that was one of the big reasons for this. It's not true. It's not true. I mean, if it were true that expensive places made for homelessness, then why don't we see large open-air drug scenes in Carmel? Why don't we see large open drug scenes in many fancy neighborhoods? Homelessness is just a function of whether or not you allow people to camp in public or not. And in Carmel, the police kick them out? Yeah, of course. I'm more sympathetic to the argument that people have a right to be outdoors and we don't have a right to force them off the street if they aren't directly threatening anybody we should defend those rights because that's part of our freedom but you don't have a right to shoot heroin at the public park we allow drinking in public we actually regulate it very firmly the only thing that's worked is to have consequences for people's behaviors but in san francisco the consequences often fall on innocent people Cars are broken into an average of 74 times a day. The people in charge aren't embarrassed? The San Francisco officials I talk to are very embarrassed. They're very defensive. They don't know what to do because there's a very powerful progressive constituency that insists that people who are categorized as victims should not have to follow the law. These progressive activists, these were you. You were one of them. I was. I was a progressive activist for a very long time, and only recently in researching this book did I decide I couldn't use that label anymore. His new book says, Progressives Ruin Cities. Progressivism has become the abdication of personal responsibility. Well, it's pretty much always meant that. Were you, were you dumb then and you've wised up? <laughs> uh, you, you got me a little bit. I mean, uh, yes. It's time that the reign of criminals who are destroying our city, it is time for it to come to an end. Even San Francisco's progressive mayor has now changed her mind. While I worked on this video, she announced that from now on, San Francisco's policing will be more aggressive. And less tolerant of all the bullshit that has destroyed our city. We'll see what they really do. Well. It's a problem that we're facing in Columbia, and I hear that we're facing a similar problem in Springfield. We've got homeless people in uh, uh, St. Louis, and, uh, and even Kansas City, it's problematic. We've got to find a way to deal with this. And, you know, we want to blame it on drugs, I know, but it's not drugs. I mean, it's not just drugs. There is something else going on. Why isn't the city 
arresting these people? Why are we making it so easy for them to sleep on the streets and the sidewalks to defecate in public? What do we do to fix the problem? You got a tip or an idea? Give me a call. 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 1052. Glad to have you with us. We just played this piece from John Stossel about how progressives are destroying big cities. And we're seeing examples of that all over the country. Uh, in fact, uh, in San Francisco, they're trying to get all the homeless off the streets uh, to hide them because uh, Chairman Xi is coming, uh, coming to town. And it's a problem. And, you know, we're constantly looking at building, uh, you know, making, you know, spending millions of dollars building uh, places for the homeless to stay. Um, we're looking at all kinds of uh, expensive government solutions to the problems. And I'm wondering if there isn't a cheaper way out of this. I mean, can we take them out of town? Can we, you know, a Find some way to make it harder to live like they're living? Can we uh, take them to the outskirts of town, uh, arrest them, uh, and throw them in the Huskow for a couple of days? Uh, what, what, is, what is a good long-term permanent solution to these homeless encampments and these people who are defecating on the streets who are shooting up on the streets. I mean, it's not just the drug war. There's, there has to be a less expensive way to handle this. You know, if, if we arrest them, does that stop this? Or does that just give them a place to take a shower, get cleaned up, and in a few days go back out the street? What is the way... Uh, in in these uh, progressive cities, they're they're not arresting bad guys. They're having shoplifting problems. Uh, it's an indication of of the direction that that we're going with progressives running running the city. What less expensive? I mean, here in Colombia, um, how much money, Brian? Do you remember how much money they're going to spend on that homeless? Uh, the building they're putting up for the homeless. I forgot what the amount was. It's a was. ton of money. It is. Um, you know, if somebody is incapable, if they're mentally incapable of handling themselves, I don't mind the government taxing me to house them. And hopefully we do it in a humane way. But if somebody just chooses not to go to work, choose to, you know, lay around on the streets and, and use drugs and what do we do with them? 874-9390-800-529-5572. I'm not sure you can just drive them out of town. I really, I, I really would like to find a solution that might work. Steve, good morning. An ice age. What? An ice age. You know, where the glaciers come down and cover... Oh, an ice age. Yes, I'm sorry. You you think that's going to somehow fix the homeless problem? <laughs> yes, I do. I, well, it, it, 
the trouble is, is that I think a lot of this started in, at least in Missouri when they they closed all the mental uh, health institutions down. Because a lot of these people probably need to be institutionalized. Don't you think? Yeah, where do they get their money? You know, they've got to have money to buy drugs. Where are they getting their money? Well, I'm not sure they're all on drugs, but they're probably stealing stuff and and they're panhandling. And, uh, you don't suppose they're getting checks from the government, do you? Well, they could very well be. I mean, we could be funding the behavior. Well, that very well, yes, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, how much harder well, would it be to survive in the streets like that if you weren't getting some government check? All right. Steve, you're in a bad zone, and we keep losing you, but okay. I appreciate the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I'm willing to bet we are underwriting a lot of this. Arnie says, Gary, in Columbia, it is the attitude that Barbara Buffalo has in wearing her T-shirt recently at the Columbia International Airport. I'm the effing mayor. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else and what more can one expect with that kind of attitude. The t-shirt speaks for itself. The homeless problem will grow and get out of control because the mayor and the city, uh, uh, mayor and the city council's attitude. I, I don't think you can blame this all on Barbara Buffalo. I'm no big fan of hers, but I, I think this problem is, uh, it predates her. Let me go to the phones and see what Rory has to say. What do you have, Rory? Got an idea? Yeah, I got a couple ideas. Um, I think, uh, number one, we should uh, put a lot of money into uh, better mental health and uh, hospitals where people who are mentally ill on the street could actually get some help. And number two, you know, I hate to say this because it kind of goes down instead of up, but maybe we should have like designated slum areas where we drop off a bunch of two-by-fours, a bunch of plywood, and we tell them, Build your house. I mean, this is what they do in these in these countries that are suffering. And, you know, I mean, I'd rather see something like that than people on the street, you know, holding signs on drugs, you know, and causing a lot of problems. It's interesting, but they would still have to come into the general public, I would think, uh, to survive. Uh, I think we're enabling know, them somehow. Well... Well, I think we're, we're enabling them by putting millions and billions of dollars into these homeless programs that, that aren't doing anything. All right. Rory, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on The Gary Nolan Show. More on this in the next hour on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show.